All right, welcome to the latest edition of WARP in Cincinnati. Pauline Regina, she's Trent Rosecrans of The Athletic, are here with you. Baseball happening. Trent, you've been watching it? Yeah. In person? Yep. This is really, we've really taken giant steps from how sadly we've started previous episodes yeah. this, these last few months. This oh, is really, just it feels on, a lot though. better. Just hold on. We can get worse. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's always there's always time to get worse. But I'm excited that we could actually talk about you sitting in a stadium watching baseball be played by the Cincinnati Reds. We're we're headed in the right direction for now. Yeah, no, like actually I was thinking about it the other day. I've been to some games where it's like a hot ticket, you know, where it's like, oh my gosh, people are paying thousands of dollars for, for these tickets. This is a tougher ticket to come by. This is, these are the it toughest is. games. Like, you know, you always hear like, oh, man, I wish I could get opening day tickets. There's going to be all but like 35 people <laughs> who are like, I wish I could yeah. have. I wish I could have been there for opening day. Um, it may not be the same experience, but um, no, like I have no delusions that that is not that a, not a privilege to be where i am it's kind of weird it's also weird to leave the house daily and get dressed daily and 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 shower daily so that sounds awful yeah to be honest i've really settled into the not uh, getting dressed as you settle in (laughs) in front of your uh, closet full of robes um they're not robes they're hoodies we're doing i wish i had a closet full of robes we're doing this with video for the first time so I get to see all of uh, um, his uh, Lebowski collection behind yeah, him. It's true. Yeah. If only I was holding the white Russian to boot right now, this would make this a lot better. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I would say this. Um, I want to get into that. We'll run through a bit of news about what actually is happening down at the ballpark right now to get people caught up. And for people that really need to get caught up, um, opening day is, is right around the corner. Uh, the 24th, so we're only, what, as we record this, 10 days away from actual opening day being played on uh, between the Reds and Tigers on a week from Friday. Uh, 6-10, first pitch of the season. Um, it'll be Sonny Gray as the rotation was set. Yes. The rotation being Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, Trevor Bauer, Wade Miley, Anthony DiSclefani. Uh So Sonny Gray getting the opening day nod. Um, we're going to hear and hear from Jesse Winker and Pedro Strope talking a little bit about the, them getting used to and what it's been like in the stadium playing with no fans and figuring that out a couple different perspectives on how, you know, some guys that have been kind of known to interact with the fans, uh, discussing, uh, getting used to the new way. David Bell, a little bit on kind of how they've tried to pick up the team chemistry, that they left off. Um, we're going to talk a little about what's actually been happening in these games, uh, answer a couple of Twitter questions, and um, and then we'll, we'll get you out of here. If you ever have do, do have questions you want us to talk about uh, on the pod, you can shoot them to myself or C. Trent on Twitter at C. Trent at Paul Dater Jr., um, or you can send us emails as well. Mine is uh, pdaner at theathletic.com. Trent, what's your email? Uh, CT Rosecrans at theathletic.com. And um, I'm upping go. the uh, mailbags from, well, zero to 60. So I wasn't doing the mailbags before, but uh, people seem to like them, including uh, including Adam Hansman. So I do put Adam <laughs> once. 
<laughs> Most importantly, yeah. Uh, we call him so Red Span number one at the athletic. Red Span one. Yeah, yeah. Most most important. Uh, let's let's dive into a little bit. So, as far as what is happening at the ballpark right now, you know, for a little over a, a week now, you guys have been there. Yeah. Um, they're pl- at the time, the current moment, they're playing five and a half innings each day, intra squad with the starter going any varying number of those. Uh, give me a, I want to just start with that. I'm just, I think just to take people inside, what does it sound, smell, and look like inside the ballpark right now as you show up for these events? Well, let's see. The smell's the easiest part because it smells new because we're in the new press box. Um, yeah, and we go in like to a different entrance than we've always gone to. We used to go in like right by the garbage. Uh, and so <laughs> that's better. That's true. It it, it does smell down. It, there. it actually doesn't really smell like when you go in. It's when you come out that it's yeah. that yes. it, that it just smells. So um, it smells a lot better. Um, that that's the most important thing, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Um, but like, it's, it's weird because you can hear like people talking on the, on the field, um, where we are, we're kind of between third base and and left field, the third baseman and the left fielder. So like yesterday, I don't know what Travis Jankowski's walk-up song was because they're still playing walk-up songs. But then like, as soon as it ended, you heard Jesse Winker continue to sing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of weird. Um, you know, you hear guys kind of joking with each other and, and there's so much more that you hear on the field. It's stuff that people would love to like, to be there for. Um, unfortunately I spent a lot of my time in my early twenties going to places that were really, really loud at night. And so my <laughs> hearing isn't great. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, that is really one of the biggest ones. And when somebody calls, I got it, you hear, they've got it. Um, they don't yeah. have to, I mean, like, you know how, like, usually you hear them, like, they're like yelling, yelling. Now they gotta go, Hey, I got it. And, and everybody will hear yeah. them. <laughs> Cause it well, seems they, like this a... travels, um, the sound. It's really interesting. That's the one thing you notice in, I feel like in all these sports that we watch now, is you you notice you hear the echoes in the stadium it's 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 that like reverberation whether it's whether it's soccer or whatever and you know well it's I, soccer I guess, so far yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> but i specifically have noticed that there you you hear that it's that echo of it and i think that'll be interesting to see how much of that we pick up in baseball do we know is is baseball dedicated to the background noise being played or are they are they on the fence about it i've heard that's gonna happen but i haven't seen anything final i know um they did it for like a couple innings that first uh scrimmage and then turned it off and haven't done the crowd noise since um david bell said if they have like a supplied track that they were that everybody's gonna get which think that was the plan was everybody gets the same it's almost like white noise um crowd white noise uh they would start playing with it to get used to it so that's uh maybe a question for today let me get out my notebook well because i mean (laughs) at some point you know it's 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 like when you talk about the premier league stuff i mean they're 
the TV is pumping it in, or MLS. But MLS the TVs are, they are pumping it, it in. I don't think so. Oh, I, I think that they're. The, I think the TVs are pumping it in. Um, but I don't. You know, I don't because you can watch it either way. They have different channels where you can watch it with or without. And you know, I, I don't. I don't. From a viewing standpoint, I, I don't really. You know, I think it feels more natural, maybe, but it's it also feels so fake. Like, you know, if you watched any of MLS, uh, where you're watching, and I'm like, look, this this looks just like when I watched like the first FC Cincinnati road game in 2015, and there was like three people in the stands, and there and you couldn't, it was all empty. But let's just not try to call it something that it isn't. Like this is what it is. And then let's report the facts rather than trying to change it to make it sound normal. Cause it's not, I don't, I'm more of, Hey, just let it be what it is. Your TV show what's happening. Why do we have to, why do we have to change it? I understand that. I will. Here's a counterpoint. And maybe this is just devil's advocate. I don't know which I prefer yet. I would actually prefer no sound. Cause then you could hear what the players are saying. There's so much more dead time in baseball. You know, with soccer, those guys are running. They don't have, you don't have time to pick up little things that maybe teams don't want you picking up. Because soccer, those guys are running the whole time. They're not like running and talking. Whereas baseball, there's static. They're standing still until there's action. And like during the action, that's not what they're going to be worried about. It's in those moments between pitches and everything. So I think that's part of it. Also, I mean... I feel like a lot of us are desensitized to that um, fake crowd noise because we're used to it from playing video games. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of it. But to your point, it's kind of like, did you ever watch Sports Night? Yes. Like the first season they have the laugh track and it just kills that show. It's Mm -hmm. so bad because they have the laugh track. This is going to be like the crowd laugh track. And it, it just doesn't feel natural or right. Um, no. But we'll see. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it probably will be come to the point where you'll have it just like soccer has done, where you can do the with and without channel at your own preference if people kind of go uh, both ways. But if they're doing it in the stadium, that that is a whole different animal. I kind of um, – I want to bring in actually – and we'll dive more into kind of what they're saying. Jesse Winker and Pedro Strope here uh, talking about just that, you know, they've spent this week going through these controlled scrimmages and playing real-ish and getting used to this new atmosphere. Um, they both were very interesting on it for different reasons. First, Jesse Winker. Second, Pedro Strope. Uh Talking about what it's been like getting used to having no fans and just the the intensity going on around the ballpark jesse what uh what was it like yesterday playing kind of uh with no crowd no nothing and uh did you hear the heckles from the press box uh you know what i didn't really notice anything i mean obviously it's quiet um but once the game started it was kind of just competing and, and, and having fun and you know we're back out there playing ball it kind of just felt right um but yeah it didn't really bother me um obviously there's a there's a constant noise when there's when there's a crowd but it was nothing it's nothing that i won't be able to get used to for sure like i said i'm bothered yeah for sure i mean it makes sense uh i think opening days in what 14 or 15 days so 
we need to uh, take these games seriously. Um, and I'm going to do a better job of that personally um, because, you know, like DB said, this is, uh, is kind of all we get before the season starts. So there's no time to kind of get your feet wet, you know, with a typical regular season. There's no time to find your groove. It's going to, you know, once this thing starts, it's, you know, kind of put up. I, I would do without it. You know, I, I don't need it. You know, I don't, I don't know if it's a, if it's a thing I need, like, you know, I was kind of thinking about it coming up through the amateur ranks. When you're in high school, you go play showcases in these, you know, spring training sites, stadiums. And only thing you can hear is scouts clicking their pens to write down if you, you know, if you did well or did something bad, you know, it's all you hear. Um, so I've had experience with nobody in the stands before playing, you know, uh, I'll have to kind of tap back into that vault. It's been a while since I was in high school, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have no problem with it. No noise. We don't need music. I just need to – It's what's actually really cool is you can hear the sound of the ball off the bat. Um, and that's something that's great. As an outfielder, it's awesome. You know, when the crowd's really loud and a guy hits a ball, you have to kind of go on feel and how the swing looked and you're – I don't want to say you're guessing, but at times when it's really loud, you are, right? So uh, there's going to be none of that. It's going to be a really loud noise or a, not a loud noise. <laughs> we were talking about it the other day in the clubhouse with Iggy. I was like, man, sometimes, like, I'm, a, I'm an emotional pitcher. Like, I, I, I really get into the game. And, and sometimes, not, like, I see videos that I don't even, like, man, that's me? Like, sometimes, <laughs> like... I really get into the game. So we, like myself, we, I always get extra energy from the fans. And some, I, I'm already thinking about it, like, man, how, like, I don't know how it's going to be, you know, throwing an eight, seven inning with two hours, bases loaded, that extra push from the fan. Come on, Pedro, let's do it. You, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know what it what was. I don't know the feeling yet. So I got to wait until that happens and see what was was next <laughs> good to hear for those guys those are from uh zoom calls that they've been doing during the week and while we're at it shout out to the reds pr staff um who has been great at getting all these players and coaches available on everyday basis onto these zoom so that they can get you know we can hear from them and uh you can hear from them uh because uh that's a big old challenge for everybody right now. Figure out ways to do that, and it's been kind of a, a well-oiled machine over there. And getting every day, you're hearing different voices from different guys, and and uh, and getting insight into what's going on. You know, Pedro Strope, you know, talking about being he feeds off the adrenaline, having to get used to not having that adrenaline of a late inning pitcher. Guys that do use that as part of their game, that that do get that amp up having to kind of adjust is is something i haven't heard a lot of people talking about it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with yeah it's something i actually remember talking about in in spring training because in spring training uh the reds had uh kind of the rapsodo everywhere and so guys would do bullpens there was a day that we were behind the bullpen i think we've talked about this on here too where i was watching the bullpen and the guys were on rapsodo and the and tucker barnhart was like calling out what he he's like 95 96 you know whatever and they had you know somebody an intern back behind the mound with an ipad and so he could see if he was right 
And like they were getting all excited about 95 and 96. And I'm like, is that normal? Because we see 99, you know, 98. And 96 is kind of, for like Michael Lorenzen, that's a that's a lower tier of his fastball when it comes in out of the pen. And those guys are like, no, man, it's different. It's, it's hard to get that velo up when you're not competing and when the crowd's not there. Um, so I think that's something that is going to be interesting and, 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 and is going to be, I don't know, maybe it's an issue. Maybe it's not. And maybe all these guys who have been doing this kind of competition in, uh, I don't know, in, in, in kind of their training, the, the driveline guys that do all this to ramp up, maybe they have an advantage just because they're used to doing it in front of a, just a, their peers, and that's what they're going to be doing here. Maybe we see guys pitching to the gun more uh, because that is what they're going to have to react to. Um, maybe we see them looking more because usually if a 100 throws up, it doesn't matter because it's going to be <laughs> the crowd's going to tell you that 100 went up. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting, especially for relievers. I think I think relievers, it's going to impact the most because those guys are, I mean, it's it's, a, it's an adrenaline position. It is the most adrenaline position in, in baseball uh, because they come out, they get their intro on the scoreboard, and they run out to the mound, and then they throw gas. And a lot of those guys feed off of that. And it's going to be weird to hear that intro music guys come in and no pop for uh to use the wrestling term well i'm curious you know i think it's interesting how much you'll maybe even learn about the psyche of certain players of are they feeding off the competition in the moment or the or are they people that feed off of everyone's looking at me and and the intensity that's created because the competition is never going to be higher I mean, when you're talking about 60 games and you're talking about playoff atmosphere within the lines i mean it will be as intense as ever but with nothing outside of it the psyche of you know what what is really what fuels my energy and my push. I, I think that's going to be kind of interesting to see if how some guys maybe will will have that, and maybe others you see a fall off, and you can compare them to other years and, and see what they what that looks like. I, that'll just kind of be an interesting thing amongst many, uh, you know, to talk about. Uh, Jesse Winker uh, talking about how you know you come up and you you that's what you do. You play these showcases, and all you hear is the click of the scout's gun. <laughs> I found that's interesting because he he's talking about you got now we've all got to kind of find a way to go tap back into that world that they all came up in. I mean, for the most part, a lot, a lot you know most of these players came up in these empty stadiums. You've got to kind of find a way to get back to that, and as we've said a million times, and is going to be the key to this season, who can adjust the quickest is probably going to be the difference in who's playing at the end and who's not, assuming anybody's playing at the end. But, you know, that is going to be a big deal, is who can adjust to this new atmosphere the fastest and figure out how they tick. It's amongst many fascinating aspects of this. Yeah, I I agree. And, I mean, it's, you know, some people have said, like, hey, we played in the minors. You know, a a Tuesday night in uh, in Dubuque, Iowa, is you know it's not the most raucous crowd. No, 
Um, you saw Logan Morrison say he played for the Rays and the Marlins. He's cool. You know, um, I mean, we've seen some games of Great American, you know, a, uh, no a getaway day against the Marlins. Not a lot of people. Post rain delay, post rain delay. Oh, I mean, you know, that's you, where Woo guy came that. from. It is. Are they going to pipe in Woo's? Do we know that yet? <laughs> no, it's. Uh, maybe it's Mark Sheldon. We'll finally figure out that Mark Sheldon's woo <laughs> we'll finally, guy. We'll finally expose him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one, the one thing I want, I also want to dive into is about this kind of. I just restart. thought, like, it's the be careful what you wish for. All those people who wanted no woos, you got no woos. Yeah. <laughs> you got no woos. Now you've got no anything. Uh, the the one other interesting aspect that we've seen that's been that's kind of fun, I think from somebody who's just wished to see anything is to see how these players are sort of having fun interacting in this new environment, whether it be like, you know, Jesse Winker coming around and giving the self celebration and the, like shooting the shooting the ball after his home run to the third base coach and like nobody being able to touch. It's, it's just kind of, they, there's been an embracing of it. Um, and, and I, you know, I'm sure that's happening everywhere, but one thing you guys brought up with David Bell, I believe this was yesterday. Um, was talking about the team chemistry element and having that so many new players, so many things they were really excited about happening in spring training as far as really feeling like they were building that good energy and that good team chemistry that you need that's so important and then having it cut off for so long and having to come back. And I thought there was some good stuff that David Bell talked about in regards to that. You were asking about, you know, the the chemistry and how that has come up, come apart. So here's uh here's David Bell from Monday talking about that topic. You know, there were you talked about everybody getting along and and liking each other. Or is there any concern with um, so many new guys? How the interruption and in spring training would would hurt that mix? Yes, because we were making a lot of progress um, towards, well, throughout the whole camp. And uh, there, there was some, you know, a lot of it just happened. But there was, you know, we, we did some things that the players came up with that really kind of sped that process up. Um, and all the players that came in in their first year uh, fit in great like there was that that made it happen because yeah you, you we added quite a few guys and sometimes you don't know what that's going to do to the chemistry of a team it just added to it so that was happening really quickly and then all of a sudden we broke camp and you wonder if you can pick up where you left off and for whatever reason we came back together and I felt like it was even stronger um, so uh, we got you know, I mean, I know the communication was there over the last three months, but um, I think guys were really missing what we had going, and they couldn't wait to get back. So, picked up right where we left off. What What were some of those player-led things you you alluded to? Uh, we had uh, one example. We had like a, a, a it was a, like a talent show in the morning, um, which I sometimes I wonder. You know, you wonder going into something like that if if it's going to be a success. And I, you know, as a manager, you're, you're not sure, you know, you, you, do, you don't know what to expect. Um, sometimes that stuff can be forced and not worked out, work out the way you plan it. And it could not have gone better. It was, it was a lot of fun. Guys had a great attitude towards it. They were respectful. Um, 
you know, definitely didn't, you know, break any rules. Like it was, it was just, they couldn't have handled it better. And, um, you know, that went on for a few mornings and, um, a lot of laughs and, and um, good bonding experience. So it wasn't my idea. I forget who, whose idea it was, but I'm glad we did it. No, we do not have answers to who was performing the talents that won. No. And we will, you know, and I don't think that we will. Uh, but, you know, the the type of it's a really it is kind of a hard thing when you're, you know, you're trying to build this chemistry. It's super important. And then you just it's just kind of taken away and you've got to restart under these weird circumstances. Um, it's very intangible stuff. I think that's hard to grasp, specifically if you're not in it. Um, but it is very important to those that are in it. So it's, I found, found it interesting to hear David Bell and some other players actually did too uh, talk about that topic and how they felt like it's been pretty easy to pick back up. Yeah, and, and one of the things that it, it brings me back to what I wrote um, when the, the Red signed Nick Castellanos. And it's actually a story I have, I was working on in spring training and I need to uh, finish up. But one of the things, each time they added somebody this offseason, there was a mention about what kind of guy he was and how he was in the clubhouse and all these kind of things about clubhouse guys. And, and, and you heard Pedro Strope. I mean, Pedro Strope yesterday, uh, like, you know, after a couple minutes, was like some it kind of died down. He's like, really, guys? Come on, more and more. That's Pedro Strope. <laughs> Pedro Strope is you hear from after each one of these guys signed you heard from people like i remember when pedro strope signed people i got texts from um players and um and 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 other writers and they're like oh love stropey he's the best i remember um you know talking to um the red the jed hoyer the cubs gm and he said we wanted Strope back even though we weren't sure how he would perform because he was that important to us. The day that he got hurt was the day that our se- we lost our season because we lost Strope. Um, and hmm. just that that glue guy, um, he is, you know, the only time he's not smiling is, is when he's on the mound. And so he is a guy that is beloved in this game. You know, the when I talked to Shogo Akiyama's teammates, they said, uh, his former teammates in Japan, the the American guys, they just talked about what a great teammate he was. Mustakis, I remember Wade Miley saying when they signed Mustaka or when they signed Miley, Miley said, When we traded for Mustakis in in Milwaukee, that's when we became a playoff team. He was like he the the, the clubhouse was just different. This is the guy. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think there is, I usually don't put a lot of stock into that kind of thing, but I think this year is more important than ever, especially with that veteran leadership, because there is so much on the line and there's so much that people are being asked to do outside the field that there are expectations of players to, um, what's, how am I looking to say this? There's expectations of what players can and can't do. Um, off the field to keep everyone else safe. And when you look at this team and the average age of this team, you're seeing more guys who are older, who want, who are looking at things differently. 
um, who are, whose, whose goals are really professional and, and guys who have families who are, you know, quite honestly, they're, they want to make sure that their families are safe. Um, so I think that's an important, I think it might be more important this year than, than ever before. And so, yeah. uh, it is, it is something that is, um, quite interesting. I, I saw a, a tweet, um, someone had mentioned like how many, it was like the number of players that were born that had been born when Pearl Jam's 10 came out as kind of a dividing <laughs> line. And there were like five pirates who were born when 10 came out. And then I was like, Oh, that's interesting. How many reds? And like, basically I got so many reds that it didn't matter. You know, like it, it ceased being relevant because there was a lot of guys who were born before August 27th, 1991. Which is a defining point in musical history, by the way. I say with the picture of Eddie Vedder on the wall behind holding me. Holding a cat. Uh, hold, <laughs> he's not holding a cat. It's a microphone. <laughs> uh, I, well, one thing I think is interesting hearing um, some of the players talk about getting used to how baseball is operating right now. And no one is really saying that it feels normal yet. It's starting to. And I think there's a developing comfort with this is how it's going to operate with the way the clubhouse is, with the way that testing goes, with the way that, you know, you just you the, the ebbs and flows of how things are different on a daily basis. And that will also be the case once games start and that changes things. But um you do get the sense that players are starting to see how this could work and should work and finding comfort in in like okay this 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 can happen and maybe this and this we can we can do this this isn't some when you're when you're constantly debating the like pluses and minuses and pros and cons and what's scary and what's not sometimes you just got to get in and you start doing it every day and say well, this isn't so bad we can do this and i i got the sense when you hear a lot of the players talk they're starting to feel that a little bit most definitely um you know and i think the closer we get the closer it becomes real and it seemed like for so long that this wasn't going to be real i mean this opening day is it's going to be something i mean it's really there's gonna be a lot of emotion on opening day there's gonna be a lot of emotion for those those two exhibition games starting next week next tuesday um yeah it's it's gonna be different i i'm i mean i'm looking forward to it for a lot of reasons um that means the world has ended in the in the next 10 days but uh but first yeah, off knock on wood knock on wood <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I, I'm really curious to very sa- to safely hit the streets on opening day and see what the city feels like a little bit because opening day typically is an absolute mass of humanity in the streets. Will will we see people like what will we? I'm curious how many Reds fans will be out, what they will be doing, how it will look, and the. Uh, like I, you know, because it's such a holiday for the city, they'll be playing inside of the stadium. Fans can't go in. Will they still go out? Will they still? I'm I'm guessing they will in some parts. Um, will I mean I would hope there will be some. If there are watch parties, they would be in some form of outdoor. You know, a, the game on the screen outside, closing off the streets. Maybe I don't know what exactly it will. I'm I'm very curious to see what the city looks like on a day that is typically all about the city celebrating itself and the baseball here. 
um, to see what that looks like. And the, and it kind of feels like throughout, maybe it'll be, maybe it'll feel like nothing. Maybe it'll feel like, um, you know, a typical Friday. I don't know, but, uh, I'm also curious to see how the city kind of reacts to games being played, but no one in them, particularly on that day. Yeah. I guess you're just excited to run the streets again. Paul Danner Jr. On the streets. (laughs) I'm always man of the streets. I like to be the man on the streets. It's, it's what, it's what I got. Uh, I, speaking of being on the streets, Oh, you know, what's important when you're on the streets. (laughs) Yeah. Paul Danner Jr. Segway queen king. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Smelling good. Yep. When you're on the streets, you want to smell good. Cause if you smell bad, people don't want to come near you. Maybe it's a good thing now. Maybe you should smell bad actually. So you can keep people six feet away from you. I don't know. Maybe either maybe way. Hawthorne has one for that. They keep six feet away. <laughs> maybe, maybe they do. Yeah. That's what you need. Uh, but the problem is with Hawthorne, it actually smells good. Uh, but it's, it's also been, it's really easy to get. Um, you know, look, you, th- there's a, there's sense that you can figure out what's just right for you. Uh, you go online and you take this quiz and they tell you exactly what smells good for your personal musk, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but I, <laughs> the point is they make it smell good. Uh, you just take the quick two-minute quiz. Hawthorne tells you the two clones that are best for you, uh, one for work and one for play. It's risk-free, free shipping, free returns. Check out Hawthorne.com. Hawthorne at Hawthorne.co. It's Hawthorne with an E. And .co, not .com, like I just messed up. Hawthorne.co. Use the promo code ATHLETIC. Get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co. And use my promo code ATHLETIC. Get 10% off your first purchase. Hawthorne.co. That's what we need. We Cologne that smells bad. Although, I a lot of, like 90% of cologne smells bad. <laughs> Probably, I would say. The other 20s from Hawthorne? Yeah. The rest of it? 10? Nice math. Nice. Uh, you know. <laughs> 700 yeah. on the math portion of my SAT. That's right. But, I, you know, I, I mean, I just... That's what we need. The socially distant cologne. Gate 3 at 10 a.m. Or at uh, 1 a.m. No I one wants to be near anything. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. You're right about that. Uh, I want to. I want to jump into um, one other uh, uh, kind of a feel for what actually is happening in these games um, that are being played, and I would say what's happening right now uh, is dingers. It's July at Great American Ballpark. Dingers. <laughs> dingers. I mean, if you you know, it's it's great to follow along. Whether it be the Reds have been streaming these um, on Reds.com. Uh, videos obviously have been posted. You can follow, you know, you guys have been tweeting out as stuff happens as well. If you're not following along there, but it's like every time I look up, it's this guy hit a Homer, you know, Suarez, Tyler Stevenson, Jonathan India, uh, you name it. These guys have just been, it's, they've just been crushing the ball. What do you make of that? I mean, I guess the thought was pitchers should be ahead of the hitters. And actually, we had a we had a mailbag Twitter question about this, yeah. so I want to give them the proper shout out. You know, we make sure we don't skip any any shout outs um, to Scott at SPB Nine, who who talked about that about wondering if you should be excited about the batting or worried about the pitching, which 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 is it at this point? Oh, you know, 
I don't, you know, I don't really put much stock in spring training stats to begin with. And this is a notch below spring training to me. Um, <laughs> and, and like, I think even Pedro Strope talked about it yesterday. We keep going back to Pedro. Um, but he just talked about like, I, I don't like to pitch inside to my teammates because he's afraid of pitching inside and one getting away from him and, and, and hitting somebody. And he's pitched, he pitches inside and that's part of his, his job. You don't pitch the same way to your teammates that you do to an opposing team. Because if a pitch gets in, way inside of, to an opposing team, yeah, sure. If a pitch gets away inside to a Eugenio Suarez, you don't want that. You don't want to have cost your team. Um, and I think that's just a tiny thing. And like spring training, this is this is kind of, let's see, I have it marked up here. Sonny Gray goes today. And then he will make one more scrimmage start on the 19th and then opening day. So, you know, these guys are, this is the last two weeks of spring training. This is the last 10 days of spring training where now they're like, it's, it's, well, it's kind of a mix because they've been off for so long. So it's a mix of trying to get used to batters that can actually hurt them in the box as opposed to random college dude or, or whatever. Um, and, and then like real competition. Oh, I, I'm, I was just about to use the word that just drives me insane that you hear all the time, but it's, I don't know. I guess it's cliche for a reason. This is a lot unprecedented. How should yeah. we feel about this? Who knows? There there's, yeah. you know, there's not enough sample size. There's not enough track record Nobody knows how to feel about this. Um, I don't know. I figure if you can put bat on ball, good. Dinger's good. Cause Dinger's good. Dinger's good. Um, <laughs> th- this goes back to another mailbag question. Somebody asked my favorite uh, names on Super Mega Baseball 3, which is the greatest <laughs> baseball game. It was so much fun. There's a guy named Rip Dingers. And Rip Dingers is Rip my Dingers. favorite player uh, because <laughs> I'm all about ripping Dingers. Rip Dingers. I love it. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So I I, I will I throw right. out there again a high, high recommendation for Super Mega Baseball 3. It's on uh, all platforms. That's that's very important. I, I was baseball games, you know, like the show is Too pretty hard. like some of those. Yeah, like they get they got really hard. Like at the beginning, you just pretty much if you hit the button, like there's a pretty good chance you'd hit the home run the outfielder would do his little like squiggly run uh-huh. and try to go into the corner and catch it. Uh I was I was all I was all about uh those old school games. The new ones I never really I never really got in when you're like throwing gas and mega curveballs and on the paint and corners and stuff and you got to hit it just right. Maybe you know what? Wii baseball I actually really liked the like basic Wii. Yeah. Because it was the first time you were really sw- you could really swing, oh, yeah. and like it gave you a little click on the thing. I was all about Wii baseball. That was actually probably the, the baseball game I've liked the most since then. Uh, you know what? I was probably right there with you till Super Mega Baseball three. Actually, yeah, Super, Super Mega, Mega baseball, baseball two, um, and then I got three as well. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. So yeah, Rip Dingers. Um, but yeah, like it's like it's like madness, like man i gotta call it defense i gotta actually understand defense no like i just want to guess which of the four tecmo bowl uh plays the other team's gonna run and then i stop it every time or i just have lt (laughs) and you stop everything yes yeah yeah you're you're right about that uh side note Um, favorite baseball video game 
of all time? Y yours? Yours. Uh, I, I'm t I mean, I'm telling you, I honestly, I'm not even lying to you. I think the Wii Baseball, it's just at the time, was my favorite because it was the first time you could actually swing. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that fact. I mean, back in the day, Griffey, you know, the Griffey game. I mean, I'm sure you have it. Yeah. Yeah. That I would say back in the day, but I was always, I actually was always a football game guy. As far as video games go, I never got into like first person shooter stuff or any of that, like Dungeons and Dragons type stuff. Like, I never really got into any of that other stuff. I was always like, I basically would get PlayStation or whatever to play Madden like uh, or play that was pretty much it like that was all I would play all day every day there was a maybe a point where I played Bond for a while but I was just like this isn't Golden Madden Eye, I'd rather yeah. just play franchise mode for every day of my life in Madden so that was I've always been that I've never really gotten as much into the baseball games as I did into the addiction I had for playing Madden every day bases loaded for me um then yeah. of course Ken Griffey Jr. Major League Baseball featuring ken griffey jr we missed some time in co classes in college because of this yes but then mostly then it then after that it became ncaa for for the football and and we would uh celebrate those days i went to a school that played college football so it was always a big day um <laughs> what, you, what does that mean like i was never we a played football guy. at ou just <laughs> no one went to the games or cared yeah yeah <laughs> we played we played football you know, we, we won a MAC title 52 years ago. That's a fact. The lesser Athens, yes. In terms of football, that's correct. Hey, Athens, Ohio, producer of a Heisman Trophy winner. When's the last time Georgia did that? Oh, uh, 1980. Oh, is that Herschel Walker? Yeah, yeah. But he, yeah. Uh, Fran Tark, no, Fran Tarkin didn't win one. I'm trying to think of somebody from Athens who won one. Can't think of one. I didn't. Not as recently as Mr. Burrow, who, did, who chose to leave. Yeah, well, some that that's fine. At least he's from there. He's from. There. It's still the closest thing to a Heisman that an Athens has seen. That's for sure. Hmm. Yeah, it's a fact. But we, you know what? Any other thoughts you have on on what you've watched from Reds players playing for the past week? Uh, any particular player that has you feel like has done anything that uh matters in the course of the season um i don't know um i've been like I, shogo shogo like he he makes everything close you know and i don't i i think that's part of what it, they like about him he just is constantly he started putting the bat on the ball and timing things up, and that's what he's going to do. And he ripped the other day. He ripped um, two doubles down the right field line, and then he went to the left field line, kind of this mirror image, um, and took second on a throw. It was an RBI. Uh, you know, he busts out of the box every time. I don't think he's the fastest guy, but he seems to make every every play to the infield close. So that's something I think. Uh, you know, traditionally has been um, something that uh, Twitter uh, will, and, and that I always mention Twitter just because that's our most constant feedback, but that's something that uh, people there seem to focus on sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so we will be back next week and we'll kind of be in season preview mode because uh, we'll be 
just a couple of days away from you know exhibition games well, and we'll the starting and, the then, and, and game, opening right? day. Yeah, we'll be the yeah we'll have uh, next Tuesday will be the first exhibition game. So uh, we'll be right on the exhibition games and opening day will be on Friday. So very excited uh, about all that. So we can it'll be amped up even more. Uh, looking forward to talking about games, real games, games that will matter a lot, and uh, there will be plenty to uh to know so uh, a reminder hit us up uh if you have questions about what's happening with the team what's going on inside of these inside the facility uh really anything else um just send a send it on twitter at ctrent at paul daner jr uh or you can hit us up you know send us emails we'll try to get in the mailbags uh we'll pull some of the mailbag questions and save them for here uh for the podcast uh we'll be all over the place with that stuff um if you Want to subscribe to get all that great content? Make sure you're checking us out, um, theathletic.com. We, we still have the 30-day free trial rolling for you. Uh, so you've got those. Uh, if you any, just go into any store, you can hook up a 30-day free trial, take a test run for a month for the first beginning of the baseball season. I, I, I believe personally that you will like it, but you can see for yourself. So you don't have to believe me. Um, so we, we encourage you to do that. And, uh, yeah, keep keep interacting with us on twitter and uh you can subscribe to this podcast leave us a review uh on apple we we'd love to hear from you we we'd love to think that we we earned five stars but we earned whatever star you believe we earned oh yeah hopefully <laughs> hopefully that's the number one if you have something nice to say great if you have something constructive to say you know what we're big we're big boys too we can take it so uh anyway uh bigger than we were when this all started that's for sure yeah <laughs> Uh, so anyway, thanks everybody for listening and, uh, Trent and I will be back next week on WARP in Cincinnati.